out to Pastor Bill. Isn't he the best pastor? <laughs> Woo! Oh, I'm a train wreck here. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to talk. Woo! Oh, Jesus. We're with Holy Spirit. Isn't he good? We love Holy Spirit. There's nothing like Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> and he makes intercession on our behalf. And he says, I will not make, keep you as orphans, but I will make you sons and daughters of the most high God. I just ask that I might be crying through this. I might get very emotional. But you know, Jesus in his darkest hour, he was emotional. He was bleeding. He was sweating blood for you and for me. And he was crying out to the Father in the garden. You know, it's funny how man was created in the garden and how Jesus restores mankind back in the garden in his prayers before he goes to the cross and he cries out to the Father for you and for me, we are the reward of his suffering. He knows where you're at. He knows the pain that you may be walking through right now. And he also knows the joy. He's with you in the high and he's with you in the low. And he's always advocating. He's always interceding. And he's believing for each one of us to be transformed, to be revived, to be renewed, to be refreshed every day so that we would be made in his image and likeness. You know, during worship, I'm just gonna, I'm going off script because that's what Holy Spirit does. He, he comes and he just starts to whip things around. He just starts to turn things upside down. We prepare, but he makes the way. I said he makes the way. He makes the way because there is no other way to the Father. And it's only through the Son, Jesus. And the vision that I saw was, it was about the blind man being healed. And it was when we kept singing that verse, now I can see. Mariah, just start to sing that. Just, just start to sing it.
So Jesus is walking and uh, there's this blind man on the road and they're asking Jesus, you know, this blindness, was it because he sinned? Was it because his parents sinned? What's the reason for his blindness from birth? And he says, it's neither. Oh, God wants to heal some of you right now from blindness. He wants to heal you because some of you are carrying guilt or shame of things from your past. And Jesus wants to put some mud on your eyes. Whoa. He wants to remove that from you. He takes the very thing, the earth, the world, but, but puts on you. You know, sometimes the world could put stuff on you that doesn't belong there. It says things about you that doesn't belong there, and it prevents you from seeing. And Jesus takes the very thing, the world, the earth, and he puts it on the eyes of the blind man, and he heals the blind man and even after healing the naysayers come in mm. even after healing the naysayers come in and they start to discredit what Jesus already did Father, we only want to hear one truth, your truth. We don't want to hear what the world is saying. That's not our portion anymore. We were once in the world, but you've taken us out of the world. And now we only have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Sing it again, Mariah. Breathe deep. Yes. Yes. Let him wash your eyes. Jesus. 
I'm just going to pass the baton now to my husband. Now she passes me the baton. <laughs> so clearly we've gone off script. But this is how but we are. But it's not about us. It's about him. You don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from him. And now, see, Bill is the best at taking it to the next level. Me, I have a hard time getting out of this parking spot. <laughs> but we're trusting the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I like what Will Ford said last week. I can give you the scripted message. Well, I can give you the message of the heart. I don't know. I think we want the message of the heart. So now she leaves me. She passes the baton. You're on. You're on your own. Thank you, Jesus. I got Mariah in the background. Thank you, Lord. All right. Father's Day. What does that mean to you? So I just lost my father two years ago. So Father's Day is a little hard for me. Yesterday we were at my daughter's house and I was kind of jotting down some notes. My wife comes in, she goes, you're crying. She goes, what's going on? I said, well, I was thinking of my dad. And how much I miss him. As a kid, my relationship with my father was okay. As I got older, I realized all the things that he did for me, and I took for granted. But God was good. In the last year of his life, he gave me him. He stayed with us. And so I had a chance to get to know his heart a little bit. He had dementia, so sometimes he was there, sometimes he wasn't. But when he was, he was. And he was special. So that was my relationship with my father. So everybody has a different relationship, you know, and, uh, and through the years it changed. But I'm grateful for all that he did for me. So I want to shout out to my dad. He's up there with the cloud of witness, cheering me on now that I have the baton. Because <laughs> I'm cheering you on. A shout out to Tammy. Your father loves you. And a shout out to all those who have lost their dads. Your father is praying for you, and he loves you. And if you could look down, he'd be proud of you, who you are today. So today I'm asking Holy Spirit to help us see the Father day from a different perspective. From a perspective of being a child. 
of the Heavenly Father. So we need some corrective lenses so that we can see the Heavenly Father for who He is. I'm asking Holy Spirit to bring healing to those places in our hearts that still prevent us from receiving from the Father. Yeah, I think we all have some. I have a list of questions for the Holy Spirit. I think He can do it. I think He can do it. He's my Father. I can ask Him. I have that relationship with Him. When my kids come to my house, they come in, Dad, can I ask you a question? Right away, my ears say, yes. What is it? No greater joy when your kids come to you. No greater joy. I believe that our Heavenly Father wants to bless us all the time. However, sometimes the condition of our heart prevents us from receiving. You see, God is always after our heart. We've heard this in previous messages, the heart, relationship. He's a relationship God. He's not just a God from afar. He's a God, I mean, that loves to sit with you, you to sit with Him, talk, chat. Run everything by him. He's a friend. He's a father. Seek first the kingdom of God. And then all other things will be added to you. What does that mean? That means that first, before we can ask God, we can ask our father for something, we need to go before him. With thanksgiving in our heart. I know I, I love, I know I've said this before, my book of remembrance. It's so, I'm writing so many chapters in there of the goodness of God, of the faithfulness of God. Just this week, or two weeks ago, they had told me I had uh, bicep tendinitis. So I need physical therapy, a cortisone shot. That should do it. So actually, I went with my friend, and uh, we actually just got some adjustments in our back. And I'm believing that it's God, because now I could raise my hands. I couldn't even raise my hands. So from cortisone shots, uh, physical therapy, just one little adjustment. I wonder who the chiropractor was. So many chapters in my book of remembrance of the faithfulness of God. What's yours? What does your book look like? Is it one page? No, I don't think so. Is it chapters? Yeah. See, today on Father's Day, we're big into cards, greeting cards, very big. My, my wife says, if you don't get me a gift, make sure you get me that greeting card. Men, I'm talking to you. Always get a wife a greeting card. But today, on Father's Day, we want to write like a reading card, a greeting card to God. It's not about us. It's about Him. And acknowledge what He's done in your life. 
put aside your circumstance. Put aside your situation. Put aside your list of things you want him to do for you. But let's, it's about him. So let's acknowledge those things that he's done. I was reading some of my cards and like, wow, I did that? Wow, this is great. Wow. Let's affirm who he is to us. And we're going to walk through that. Yeah. I believe that God the Father today wants to reaffirm his children with his unconditional love. What would a baptism of love look like? Yeah. You know, I, I, with a few people were rethinking those uh, Toronto stories. When Will Ford played that um, cassette, he mentioned cassette last week, there was a, a rumbling that I recognize. Back in those Toronto days, there was a rumbling. The spirit was rumbling. And when he played that, I said, oh, my God. What's going on here? I looked down, and I saw ripples in the carpet. As if the carpet was water. And God took me back to the pool of a seder. He said, you know, where the spirit, the angel came down, stirred the waters. And the first one in there got healed. But God is saying, it's not just the first one. It's all of my kids. It's not just one day. It's every day. I think there's something going on here. And, and, you know, today we're singing, we're getting ready. If I ask you, what are you getting ready for? Can you answer that question? There's something going on. God is about to move in a mighty way. I'm going out on a limb here. But I sense it in my spirit. I'm in the car Friday, driving to Jersey to my daughter. It was a nice ride, four hours. Yeah, traffic all the way. That's the love of the Father. And so I'm listening to the music to distract me from all those around me. <laughs> grace first. Grace first. I put on a lot of grace that, on that four-hour ride. And uh, I was listening to a song, Let the Light In. And I've heard that song many times before. But there's a line that says, the Spirit says, it's time. The Spirit says, it's time. So I'm just like, too many things are happening. You know, when God moves in our life, He always moves supernaturally. And we see like signs, billboards. Uh, we see, you know, things happen. I, you know, I get a dream. I got a dream. And the Spirit says, it's time. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. And the dream that I just had, I don't remember much about the dream, but I do remember one thing. We're, we're about to embark on a vessel. And someone from behind me says, you're about to go on a journey of a lifetime. Now, I've heard this before, but I'm hearing it again. God, what is it that you're doing? 
What are we getting ready? Today's Father's Day. Let's get ready. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. You are so good. Whenever I pause, just reflect on something good that he did in your life. I'll pause a lot. So in order to receive his love, we need to remove any obstacles or any lies in order to receive the truth. Any lies in your life that you partner with? Any obstacles that you choose to keep? Today's all about the heart. Remember, earlier I said we want to walk out of here different than we, the way we walked in. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to do that. I'm asking my Father. I'm asking your Father to hear our prayer today. So I realize that for some of us, it's hard to hear or to meet the Father, the Heavenly Father, for whatever reason. So I want to share a little of my journey with Him. And we're believing for breakthrough. That's the goal here. Come on, Kate. She might interject here and there. So early on, when we got saved, we got prayed by this, uh, this uh, I guess it was a group of people at Bill and Tammy's house. And, uh, you know, we're there. We think we're going there for dinner. Nice, casual day. Of course, God is there waiting for us to come in, set us up beautifully. And so these people said, oh, can we pray for you? And I said, okay, yeah, let's do it. Amazing people. Bill and Tammy, you guys, we love you. You know, it's, if it wasn't for them, we, probably we wouldn't be here today because they're so good to us, and uh, we love you. We love you, Tam. Um, so anyway, so these people prayed for us, and uh, they're going on and on. This is we're early on here, and, uh, and they prayed, uh, buckle up. You're about to go on a ride of a lifetime. So that was the first time we heard that, and... Uh, We looked at each other and said, uh-oh, what are we saying yes to? <laughs> what does that look like? But nonetheless, with fear and trembling, we said, okay, Lord. So later on, as uh, we kind of like praying for this word, what does it mean? Where are we going? Missions, you know. That's what the first thing you think of. A ride of a life. Right, we're probably going to missions. I'm an architect. Oh, close the office. We're going to China. I don't know. India. Wherever God, South Africa. Wherever God calls. You know, then we start meeting people like uh, Heidi Baker. Oh, maybe we'll be preaching from the floor in Africa. Yeah. That's great. Oh, wow. But then God kind of re started revealing to us uh, a little bit. Like, it's like a, uh, a roller coaster. All right, now I'm taking you on a roller coaster ride. Elle doesn't like roller coaster rides. I don't rides. like roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. I'm 
not I'm not into roller coasters. He's I'm never been on a roller coaster. I'm the guy that holds me. the bags <laughs> while everybody else goes on the roller coaster. <laughs> so of course God says, think of it as a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. I said, oh God. <laughs> and uh, you know, you you reach the highs. It's exciting. The mountaintops, glory tops, everything is going well. Beautiful. Sometimes you don't even think of God because things are so good. But the buckle is there, you know, that, that thing that comes down to hold you. Because when you're up there, what's coming next? The valleys. So he said, the journey of life, it's got mountaintops and it's got valleys. But through those stages of life, there's always that safety. Buckle of truth. See that? I told you she would have to check. <laughs> there's always that protection of the Lord. Um, I found myself like last year, for the most part, praying Psalm 91. And somebody said, pray that in the morning in the middle of the afternoon, and once at night. It was like medicine. And I'm praying, I'm praying. I, I'm thinking it's for my business. I'm thinking it's for the thing. And then I went through my quadruple bypass. Little did I know what I was praying protection for. But I knew one thing. God's protection was on me, was on us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So that was the first time. We kind of started hearing God and encountering um, by Him revealing to us different stages of our life. Now, the next time is in Toronto. I'm giving you a little snippets of our lives. Toronto was uh, an amazing time. Got a lot of healing. A lot of Father's heart healing. And... Uh, It was hard to do the ver the horizontal thing without first doing the vertical thing. It's hard for you to relate to other people unless you can relate to the Father first. I mean, we've been married 30, thank you, 33 years. But I know her for 38 years. So it's, it's, it's a lifetime. And we've been through some challenges. And we've been through very many happy times. And there was times where it was hard for me to communicate with my wife because this was not right. Me too. So the vertical seek first the kingdom of God. And everything else is going to be added on to you. So Toronto was an amazing time because it was uh, a new honeymoon with, Lord, with the Lord. Yes. After we went through the rinse cycle, <laughs> I was sharing with someone earlier. It was like watching a, um, a laundromat and the dryer, you put the sneakers in and you hear the banging. That's what Toronto to me was like. Um, there was a lot of rinsing, a lot of washing. <laughs> A lot of crunching, a lot of crying, a lot of healing. And so 
it was easier to hear the Father because this was being restored. Yes. Can I interject? You may. You know, at those conferences, almost every one of them had, had to deal with forgiveness and letting things go, you know, let, letting the wounds that were, that had occurred during our lifetime from loved ones or those closest to us. I, you know, no matter who it was, forgiveness was the foundation, you know, like if, if we don't forgive, you can't love. And, you know, they challenged Jesus on it. You know, how many times do I forgive? And Jesus says 70 times seven, you know, like sometimes you might have to be forgiving all day long, you know, but it was miraculous to be able to have Holy Spirit again. And I'm going to keep addressing Holy Spirit because we can't do this in our natural ability. It's too painful. But Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the power. The same power that he gave Jesus on the cross to take on the sin of the world and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And it was the Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus to say those words when his body was dripping every ounce of blood and, and water was coming out of his side and the crown of thorns was upon his head. And his mother is weeping before him in grief. And we have to see that relationship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit wrapping its love around us to be able to do the very things that Jesus did. Even when we don't understand why. And so it was in Toronto that we were having deep encounters with God. And I have to be honest with you, majority of it, it was, the beginning. was in presence. Beginning. It was in worshiping together in one mind, in one accord, every tongue, tribe, and nation were coming for the one purpose of encountering the Father. And in that spirit of unity, Holy Spirit would come and deliver sovereignly people of issues, of hurts, of woundings, that there were no words to say. We knew it was happening. It was a whirlwind. And we're believing for it again. Amen. I believe that that spirit that was there then is here today. 
God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I believe that can happen today to each one of us. To different degrees for some, but each one of us, if we press in. Again, though, Toronto required a yes, Lord. Required us to say yes, we will go there, yes, whatever you want, Lord. So there was much demand even after that, like the Lord was asking us to do us, not demand, but uh, charging from the Lord to do different things and required us to say, yes, Lord. There's always a yes that's required because God is not going to push himself on you. He's gentle. He's a good father. He's a good Lord. And he's always going to ask you. He's not going to give you more than you can handle. He's just, that's why our journey has taken a good part of our life. And we're still going there. We're still on a journey. But I want to tell you where I meet God today. Today, I meet God in my happy place. So, my next encounter, uh, let's call it life-changing encounters. I've had many encounters with the Lord. But some are life-changing. Probably they're all life-changing, but. When I got a sozo, so I said, I don't really need a sozo. I'm okay. Uh, so a very dear friend of ours says, I I'm sure you are. But let's just, you know, like the car runs well. Sometimes you need a tune-up. Let's try a tune-up. In no time, the presence of the Lord comes. And, uh, and she takes me to this place, like, where is your happy place? We're going to try that a little later on. And so my happy place is on a porch, on a house that it's up on a hill over the water. I'm giving you a picture. You sit on the deck, and you can look out, and you see sunset. You walk down quite a few steps, and you go down to the water. A cousin of mine once took us to a house in Greenport. It was exactly that house, and it was a happy place. There I meet my father. He sits on a rocking chair. I sit at his feet, sometimes on his lap, depending on my emotional need, my emotional state. I'm telling you that to tell you how personal God is, and, and he's into details. He didn't meet me in his happy place. He said, I'll meet you in your happy place. When I'm sitting with him, I can't think of anything else. By the way, my happy place is before my wife. She loves me, <laughs> but it's me and him. Again, this. And there I can go to him anytime I want. This happy place is a place where, I, you know, before, like, sometimes you need to, um, I don't know, go to a conference or whatever. This is just, you know, you go home at night or after this you go home, you can go to the happy place. You can meet God. He's always there. He never moves. 
He waits for me to come back after I leave. I find him in the same spot. So I'm going to try that. You know, I'll just quickly share my happy place. It was this cabin I used to go to when I was a little girl. And it was a humble wooden log cabin. And there was this fan in the kitchen. It was like a one-room thing. It was like bunk beds and this little kitchen. But there was this fan. And the father was just turning on the fan for me. And he says, I just want you to lay there. And I just want you to feel that fresh little wind on your body. And you know, each one of us has a happy place. You just got to sit with the Father or the Son and the Holy Spirit and ask them, bring that memory to me. Can we do that? I want to do it. Every eye closed. Yeah, if you have your arm around your uh, friend. Say if it all the husband or wife, take your arm down. It's you and the father. Think of a place where truly you are happy. It could be when you were a young child or older. going to wait on the Holy Spirit just to reveal that to you. For some of you, it might be a little bit harder. We got time. Yes, Jesus. Now I want you to look for Jesus. You know, his word says, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Where is Jesus in that happy place? Can you ask him now if you can hug him? Yeah. See, I'm believing God for a baptism of love. Yes. Love that heals. 
love that comforts, love that is patient, love that keeps no record of wrong, unconditional love. Come, Holy Spirit. This is the place of communion. Song before it says, breathe in, breathe in the love of the of the Father. <sighs> yeah. This is his gift to you. This place of intimacy, safe place. Yeah. Reestablishing trust. Ask him, communicate with him, ask him what's in your heart that perhaps it's still there and needs to come off so he can replace it with his love. Yes. Yeah. See if there's an exchange that can happen. The place of communion. See, we're getting ready. We are the spotless bride that he's coming for. Yes, Jesus. We don't want to hold on to anything that we're not supposed to. Your heavenly father loves you. He wants to set you free. You'll be carrying the burden for too long. Come, Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do. Yes, Jesus. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, unless you become like a child, you can not enter into the kingdom of God. And there's this element of just yielding, you know, doing these exercises. You know, we, we tell kids, you know, when you're little children, that there's a lot of pretend play, you know, they're, they're pretending, they're, they're just envisioning, they're 
creating and life happens and we become serious. We forget what it is to imagine. We forget what it is to dream and hope. We just get bogged down. He is closer than you think. And God just wants to. He is closer than you think. Give us the ability to see again. Now I can see. You know, there's that song that says, His eyes on the sparrow, and I know He watches over me. Every time I walk out and uh, I'm going through something, I look around for birds because I'm the sparrow. So every time I see a sparrow, I said, Aha, He's watching over me. You know, and that's the way God speaks to me. That's how he reaffirms me. That's how he shows me how close he is. I may not be the same way for you. But I know he wants to show you. Because he loves me as much as he loves you. Thank you, Father. Yeah. He wants to put a smile back on your face. He's saying, daughter, you are beautiful. Yeah. Son, you're awesome. I'm here for you. Lean back in my loving arms. Yes. His perfect love casts out all fear. His massive arms are around you. He's holding you secure. You may be an infant right now. You may be a child. You may be an adult. But he's holding you. Perfect love, unconditional love. And if you're on YouTube and Zoom, you're watching on a different day, God is after you. God is after you. And I just want to say, too, about this love is so perfect that it sets us free from sin, you know, because sin blocks the love. It just blocks it. It's, it's the hardened arteries. It's the blockages of the blood flowing. But if we receive the blood that Jesus paid for. He sets us free from sin. And he perfects love in us. And that's how we become made in his image and likeness. He wants to complete that which he started in each one of us.
And God, I, I just thank you for the outpouring of your love today. If uh, I want you to jot down that happy place. Because I want you to keep going there. Yeah. It might be new for some of you. Yeah. What do you got to lose? Try it. So remember that picture that God has shown you now. Yeah. And go there as often as you want. Get worship you may, team coming I'm back. I'm sorry. You may not get all the answers. Yeah. But you certainly will get the peace. Yeah. Does that make sense? When I lost my sister, I was upset with God. I went to my happy place. Not so happy. I didn't get the answers, but I got peace. I knew that he was even in the midst of that. And I could rest in my father's arms knowing that he works somehow all things for good. I don't need to know how. I just need to know that he does. Now I can see. Your love is better. I hope this is okay. It's a little different. But the I really believe God wants to do such heart surgery. Our nation has been through so much trauma. And I really feel in my heart that life isn't easy. But with God, we can look back and say, wow, look what you've given me the grace to get through. Look what you've done, God. I never thought I could get through this, but you got me through, God. He says we overcome. We're overcomers. We have reason to rejoice. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimonies. And that's why I love testimonies. Because if he does it for one, he could do it for another. And if he doesn't fully do it the way he did it for someone else, maybe there's another script that he has for you that'll minister to someone else. But I know that I know that I know. His plans are good for you. Plans to give you a hope. Plans to give you a future. Plans not to harm you. I just want everyone to stand now. I, I want us to sing that worship song right now with all our heart. With all our soul, with all our minds, with all our strength. I just re want to remind everybody that it's a journey. We're all on a journey. So some people 
may be ahead of us, some people behind us, but we're all on the same journey. We're all going to get there. He is working to perfect us into his image so that we could be like father, you know, that old saying that says like father, like son, <laughs> redefined. <laughs> so that we could be, when people see us, they see the father. Yes. And that's what we want. So we're on that journey of saying yes to him and no to those things, the things of the world or the things that want to hold us back. The lies that we partner with. The obstacles in our life. I just want to add one more thing. Like from my place, from my happy place, sometimes I go and I say, what do you see, Lord? You know the situation I'm in. What do you see? And because we're standing high, for me it's about perspective. He says, well, let me show you what I see. See, I don't see all the brush that's on the floor. I don't even see the trees or the buildings that stand behind me that impair my vision. I see above that. I see the complete work. I see the promises fulfilled. Now I can see. <laughs> I see my son running the race well. I don't think that's presumption. That's my daddy. Who cheers me on. I cheer on my kids. So why not my heavenly father cheer me on? He's cheering you on, guys. I'm not looking left or right. I'm looking. My eyes are fixed on him. The author. The and he cheers me on. Come on. Yeah. You're not going to leave here the same way. Let's worship. Come, Lord. <laughs>